No team goes into the season without a game plan. The Buffalo Wild Wings knows that football fans need a game plan that's built for game day glory. A game plan that should include 21 signature sauces and seasonings, a great lineup of beer taps, and an arsenal of wall-to-wall TVs. All those details make for a game day plan that can't be beat. So, win or lose, if you're a football fan, you still win in having the best game day atmosphere around. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. We do it for you because you're a football fan. Hey folks, I want to tell you about a great new sports show from Star Talk, the people behind Neil deGrasse Tyson's hit podcast, Star Talk Radio. The new show is called Playing With Science. Each episode, pro soccer player Gary O'Reilly and Star Talk Radio's co-host Chuck Nice recruit athletes, experts, and scientists to explore the stories behind iconic moments in sports with guests like Lance Armstrong, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Hope Solo. Learn about the science behind Steph Curry's 40-foot set shot or the technology that helped Usain Bolt become the fastest human on Earth. In the first episode, Chuck and Gary celebrate the big game with Super Bowl champion players O.C. Minora of the New York Giants and Santonio Holmes of the Pittsburgh Steelers, along with astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. So check it out. All you have to do is subscribe to Playing With Science from StarTalk in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show. My name is Robert Mays. I'm a writer at The Ringer. Doing something a little bit different today as we ramp up to the Super Bowl. We're going to be welcomed a little bit later by Will Brinson of CBS Sports. And sitting six feet from me, not even six feet, two feet from me in Radio Row, which is that's the noise you hear, is Rember Brown. How are you, buddy? Mays. What's up, man? This is great. This is fantastic. We're back. We're <laughs> back. Uh, you have been a, a constant presence on The Ringer Media for the last couple weeks for a couple reasons. One, we love you. But two, this is a very important time for you. This is, this is the thing that... You know, it would have been a little bit more convenient if this would happen. I don't know, like maybe two or three years ago. But guess what? <laughs> we all kept each other's numbers, and the Falcons are playing the Pats. This I is incredible. Uh, I wanted to, you were on Bill's show a couple weeks ago, I think last week. But I last assume week. that a lot about your psyche has changed. And as we are sit, we sit like fifty hours from kickoff. I wanted to kind of get in tune with how you're feeling as so, a Falcons fan. Yeah. What is this moment for you? Okay, so a couple things. One, when I was out, I was out in LA. Uh, and I had a lot of false confidence. I was, I was, I, I brought like eleven Falcon shirts. Like I'm, I'm wearing them all around y'all's office. I'm like talking a lot. I'm just like talking a lot of smack to Bill. But inside, I'm terrified. Yeah, of course. Because and I, now you're wearing that on your sleeve a little bit more. Yeah. Now the fear is bubbled up to the surface. Yeah. And then once I got here, once I got to Houston, like I've, I've covered Super Bowls. I've like covered events that involve two teams that are not my own. Yeah. And so I'm not. I came here with the mindset of, oh, yeah, I'm here for the Super Bowl. And then every now and then I would look out the corner of my eye and see Matt Ryan being interviewed. I'm like, wait, that's my quarterback. Wait, my team is in the Super Bowl. I'm having – it's almost like a defense mechanism where I'm trying to forget that my team is in the Super Bowl. But as time goes on, as we get closer to Sunday, like I'm staring at – Matt, like a, a banner of Matt Ryan right and now. Tom Brady. And the Tom Brady. The Tom Brady thing makes sense. The Matt Ryan thing is I'm a like, little harder that's to reconcile. crazy. Like, this is crazy, but I'm I'm starting to get... Um, I can't forget about it anymore. Yeah. Like, on Wednesday, when I got here, I could for, I could have hours for, to forgetting that the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Now it's just like, yes. Like, the game's about to be here, and, like, it's great. I'm, 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 I'm freaking out, but in a very different way now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes when you get closer. And I can't imagine the buildup. Like, the thing about the last time I had a team that was playing for something was the World Series, but there's a seven-game thing. You go right from the NLCS to the World Series. It was much easier to deal with because there isn't that lull. It's constant. Even from game six to game seven, 
it was a 10 hour period. Exactly. So you can't just sit in the fear, which is, that's much different than yeah. it is right and now. And this has been like, a, like the, the two weeks is almost torturous. Yes. Just like, you have and it to- has lulls. Like it, there are moments <laughs> yeah. where it's bad, moments where it's okay. And I feel like this is going to be the worst of it. Yeah. This, th- like, this is the moment where, especially like, I think I got here on Wednesday and it was very, it was very uh, Pats heavy. Yes. I was very Texans heavy. Just like in terms of like the jerseys you see, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm in Houston because everyone's wearing, you know. A lot of shop. I've seen a lot of shop. <laughs> a lot of shop. Lot, yeah. But, you know, it's Friday now and you're seeing more and more Falcons gear. Yeah. And that's, again, is another reminder of what is like what is about to happen. And like I'm locking eyes with people and I'm wearing like a and like yesterday I was wearing Falcon stuff and we'll see people and like we would high five or dap up sometimes hug and we're just like we're in this it's a special moment it's, <laughs> it's a very a, special it's re- moment it's really great because like no yes we were in the we were in super bowl 98 this is a very different scenario yes. than, you feel like you belong here like that yeah. super bowl that year that was the Vikings super bowl they should have gone that team was transcendent thank and you thank you gary was, anderson it's part of what you remember about that season this yeah. season i said even before the playoffs i thought the falcons could do this like, yeah. they were the type of team that absolutely could have this moment for themselves. Yeah, and I appreciate you doing that. I, 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 I do what I can, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you helping me get my tape. Can we talk about uh, the – I've found more and more the almost polarizing conversation I've had with people. People are very surprised that I am leaving here. I'm leaving Houston Sunday morning to go to Atlanta to watch the game instead of staying in Houston for the game, but I know you feel similarly. I like, feel like, strongly that's about the it. right decision. You Some and Bill people- were talking about it on Bill's show, and yeah. I heard it. And as soon as I listened to the show, I texted you and yeah. said, "My two cents, I would go home." Yeah. As someone who was in Chicago for Game Seven of the World Series and had thought about what it would be like to be in the building, yeah, I'm glad I was home. My buddy who works for the Cubs, as great as it was, like being there, he said, and being around like with Theo and everything else afterwards. Part of me missed being home. Yeah, and he's not even from Chicago. Yeah. So the idea, of, and you said your friends are home. Being in the city when that, if that moment happens, I feel like would be more powerful than being in the stadium. Yeah, because the stadium means nothing to you. Exactly. Like being in Atlanta is home. Also, also, I'll be able to see Lady Gaga performance a lot better on TV. Yes, exactly. Then in the building. I'm sorry. You know. Where are you watching? Do you know? Do you have like a yeah, spot? So, um, a friend of mine. Uh, the plan right now. Uh, a friend of mine has reserved like. Basically, like a, a thirty-person area of a bar right by uh, Phillips Arena, nice. uh, and I plan on being, you know, with all my fellow like childhood tortured Falcons yeah, fans who are all, you know, like you understand. It's like my my home group text is just like very panicked and excited right now. Yeah. Everyone's just sending each other's gifts and like checking in on each other. Like, how are you doing? Like, what are you doing today? Like, it's it's very fun because. Uh, I vividly remember almost feeling this moment in 2013 when we made the NFC Championship game. Um, and like that that moment where it's halftime and you're up and you begin to think of like, what you're going to do should you ever make the Super Bowl. Yeah. So far that you start thinking like, this is what I'm about to do because we're going to the Super Bowl and then not going to the Super Bowl. Like I've always wondered what... Like how I would react 
you know, on a Friday before the Super Bowl, yeah. you know, and now and now we're here, and now, now we're, we're here. here, and now I'm starting to have the the crazier thoughts of like what ha- what what happens to my body if I win, like what do I do? And even that 2012 team, I feel like it's vastly different from this team. And I've talked with Matt Ryan about this, just the people who were around for that. Yeah, that was kind of the end of that era of the Falcons. Yes, like Michael was- Turner was at the end of it. Tony Gonzalez obviously was older. Even the Lion, like Todd McClure, that was his last yeah. season. This is different than that. Like this team has an excitement to it and a newness yeah. that's vastly distinct from what that 2012 team was. Yeah. So I want to ask you, just this season in general, first of all, when do you think you knew that this was a reality, like could happen? And two, what do you think your favorite moment of the season? Was there a game? Was there a play? Yeah, I mean, so I remember, so I, I, I watched like, I watched every game, which was great, um, you know, be it be it the various ways to watch the Falcons in New York, be it the illegal stream, be it the Falcons bar, be it, um, you know, convincing a bar to, you know, play the game with no sound, you know, all of that. I, but I was at a bar for the Julio 300-yard game. Against Carolina, yeah. And that was like— I was in New York as well that weekend, yeah. actually. I was it, at Finnerty's in the East Village. That's yes, exactly where I, I was. I was like four blocks away from <laughs> And that was the moment where I was like, okay, so Julio is this good. Yeah. And but that that was there was something about that game also. I was like they were a machine. I mean they, that's when they thought they were literally they turned into a doomsday machine in front of my eyes. It wasn't just the Julio play. That was the Austin Hooper throwback touchdown. Yes. It was so easy. They just did everything they wanted with terrifying ease. And that Panthers defense was still fighting itself. Yeah. But still seeing them do that against a team with Luke Keekley that had been in the Super Bowl a year ago. Yeah. That's when it was like oh shit. Yeah. And I remember the moment like the moment that I knew it wasn't like one specific play, but very early on in the season, I knew that this could be something because Matt Ryan was, you know, was throwing like deep balls on second on second down. Yeah, and like that was something that I had never really seen. The assuredness of the offense. Yeah, is crazy. it was like, oh, like this isn't like these aren't desperation throws. These yep. are like I have lots of receivers that can catch this yep. ball, and he just had a confidence in him that I hadn't seen that wasn't even true the last time that they had that great team. Totally. You know? um, and, you know, even though we we were like, we had some losses, all of our losses were, you know, they were like bonehead losses. Yep. You know, like it's the Kansas Tampa, City game. The Tampa losses throw it out. Yeah. The Kansas City game is fluky. But it was Seattle like, was very close and the Seattle defense was still the Seattle defense at that point. And that was my thing. I was like, I have no issue come playoff time with these losses because yeah. these aren't like the offense breaks down completely totally. and this doesn't look like the Falcons team that I thought it was and maybe the whole thing's a fluke. It's like, you know what? Yes, like those last second losses are frustrating, but there are four losses that could have been wins with like one or one or two different plays. Totally. And like, I'll take those. The Philly game is the only one where they kind of got pushed <laughs> yeah, around. And that's, around. I mean, that's the blip on the entire season, right? That's the outlier. But if you look at that game and you look at Philly's defense overall, Philly has a lot of talent in their front seven. Yeah. Their secondary is bad, but they have players on the line, in the linebacking core that can hurt you, and that week they did. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Andrew Hawkins, the Browns receiver I was talking uh-huh. to him the other day, and he said something that a lot of people say all the time, but it's important to remember. It's like, they get paid too. Yes. Like, Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach. The Falcons have really good players. All the dudes on the Eagles get paid, and Fletcher Cox gets paid a lot. A lot so, of money. I mean, that's, it's, there's always that game out there when yeah. you play a team with that much talent. I, I just think that right now they're rolling. I, I haven't seen an offense look like this in a while. Even the Broncos offense into 2013, 
they oh, were yeah. so good but it just seemed like it was Peyton like really making it all go this yeah. team has 17 ways to beat you it's, that's the difference it's exciting I mean I, I genuinely think my um, in like having basically this on no like no stats no anything just like my intuition like the second half of the season, I've I've been very confident. It's like if we get two turnovers, like if we get like a fumble and an interception, we're gonna win the game. Like it, because and they have, they've done that. They, yeah. they got they turned the ball over so many times in the second half. Just because they're playing fast, man. It's, the young guys have they're they know it now. They're totally in tune now. And it and it used to be like the one thing that it's almost like the spirit of that Matt Ryan hurry up offense expand it to four quarters. Yeah. Because that was always the thing where it's like, you know, Matt Ryan was like always known for his, you know, late game comebacks, blah, blah, yep. blah. And like that was always exciting. And that was one thing that you couldn't take away from him. The fact that he would like, you know, march down the field, win games. In that speed, you would always like, God, if they could just do that for like even half of a game, like it would be really hard for a team to keep up with them. And just watching that actually come true because they have like they can, you know, Julio doesn't have to play every drive. You no, know? he like, gets a lot of rest. It's great. And they you know? really do. They And Shanahan just told me that before the season. They wanted to lean on him less, and you've seen why. Just because of what they've been able to do by having him just be a piece of the offense rather than the offense. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's. a. I think it was good for confidence that, you know, the season didn't fall apart when Julio had to take out two games. Totally. You know, like, the, like there are things that happened that, you know, obviously weren't in the script, weren't in the plan, but the fact that, when they happened, the team could still, you know, like it, it was clear that, like, you know, like you were saying about Peyton, it's like, even if you take someone out, like, the system is yes. actually working, you know? Yeah. Like, there, it's, it's like a Jenga thing where it's the first two moves, you know, it's yeah, not yeah. one big block that yeah, you're taking yeah. out. It's important. So, talking about and thinking about the Patriots a little bit, yeah. as your dread has started to increase yes, as we get toward the game, of course. what is the area of their team who's the dude that really scares you the most oh god i mean aside I mean, from tom brady yeah, i mean yeah. it's just like there's I mean, always that brady game out there but what other element of who they are is like uh-oh you know like i'm the, the the freaky thing about the pats it's like they're like they got a bunch of little fast dudes too that you know like it's really they're comparable teams offensively in terms of how they try to beat you yeah and it's like i feel like uh, one of the reasons you know taking like the smallest step back it's like they both have some weaknesses that i think the other can expose yes. it's like it's like the falcons don't like the idea of a team being as fast as them yep and the pats don't like the idea of a team being as fast as them yep. and that is it's basically like it's it's good i mean this is i think it's going to be definitely like an offensive shootout but it's like there are going to be moments where i'm like god brady just marched up the field they look fast as hell yeah. like god damn it like blah 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 and then i but i expect like the next drive like, like that that's the thing i've noticed about this team like like there have been moments in games where there's been a defensive lapse and they like they just get scored on really quickly and like those would always be moments where that would affect the offense and defense yeah and it's almost there's like there's there's something that's happened maybe it's a quinn thing uh where like when there's a lapse, it's like they just filed away. Yeah, it's like it, it, that's not going to be something that like looms over the team for the rest of the game. It's like okay, that happened, but guess what? Like we can come back. Yeah, and like we well, can they come legitimately back they're going to score a touchdown every single drive. <laughs> it's, like it's, they legitimately do, which that's important. Yeah, that allows you to 
not take those lapses as hard. And it's also something I thought was interesting. I was talking to Vic Beasley, uh-huh. and he was. We were talking about turnovers. Uh, I love you, Beasley. <laughs> and just the idea of getting them. And you think when you create a turnover, it's to take the ball away from the offense that you're playing against, it's yeah. to get them off the field. And he said something that I thought was interesting. I never heard somebody say it before. He's like, "No, no. When we create a turnover, it's to give the ball back to our offense." Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, like oh, that's yeah. inherently true. But I've never heard someone frame it that way that before. Is ab- that is absolutely true. That because is- of the way they think about their offense. That's great. Yeah, I thought I was like, that's that's a very good point, sir. Like you think about this in a way a, I don't. That, that's a hot take, Beasley. <laughs> I'm here for big Beasley. I'm here for big, big Beasley takes. I it's gonna be fun because I think that we saw this in the Green Bay game a little bit. I wrote about the defense two days before they played, uh-huh. and just they have exciting guys over there. We yeah. know Beasley when you have 15 and a half sacks, everyone's gonna know you. But I love some of the younger dudes they have, and I feel like this could be a coming out party for like a Deion Jones, somebody like that. That. America has no idea yeah, who they exactly. are, but these dudes are fun, and they're getting good really fast. And they let, and like they, like I, so I love, I love, I love Devont. I love, I yes. love Freeman. He like just like, in terms of, like from the way he plays football to like his smile to just like there, there's something about the team that I think is really awesome when you get a bunch of people who are all experiencing like success for the first time yeah. together. And they're so young. I mean they're, like they're that's so, the thing. They're, they're they're so young. They're but they they don't fe- they they don't seem just like happy to be here. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a That's a Ryan thing, I think. Yeah. That's a Ryan and a Quinn thing. I know Matt Ryan's never played in the Super Bowl, but you can just tell I mean, he's been here a decade. Like yeah. Matt Ryan's not phased by any of this. Yeah. And Dan Quinn's not either. Like, yeah. The fact oh, yeah. that he coached in two Super Bowls exactly. I think matters. Yeah and that definitely has trickled down. Yeah, it's very on both sides. It's like very much, like, and I like the fact that you have Matt Ryan, and then you on the other side you have all these young guys who just like it's like they want to win one. Obviously for themselves, they want to win one for their quarterback yeah. also because they think that their quarterback is like one of the great quarterbacks, but just like. He can't do it all by himself. Like the defense wants to win for Ryan, the offense wants to win for Ryan, and they all want to win for him. It's, it's. I've, I've never. Like, this is the best Falcons team that I've. I, this is probably. I mean, this is the best Falcons team that's ever. This that's is the best Falcons team yeah, ever. This yes. Is the best Falcons I don't think ever. it's a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, that 2012 team couldn't run the ball. Yeah. The defense was fine, but and that 98 team again that got there in kind of in a fluky way. This yeah. is the best Falcons team ever. Yeah, and I'm and I'm glad that you know, I'm glad that it wasn't. A Falcons team that you know started off ten and zero, yep, and then you know had some losses, and then you know, you know stumbled into the playoffs. It's like they started off, I think, like four and three or yeah. something like that. It was know? a very natural rise. Yeah. You know, it didn't happen at all at once, which it, is cool. It, and at first, it was looking like one of those classic NFC South seasons where it's like, wow, no one wants to win this division, <laughs> <laughs> but someone has to get in. It's like a seven and nine team, and then because. You know, like the Bucks wouldn't go away. Yep. And then the Saints started winning games, and you the know, Saints lingered there at the end. You felt like with that offense, they might be good enough. You know, no one was balanced. You know. Yeah. And you know, like at our best, we could still lose to the Saints by thirty points, totally. and you know, have have them ruin our whole season. So it was, it was, it was great to watch that team break away, like in the in the, in the way you want in terms of going into the playoffs, not like. Like they, they 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 charged into the playoffs, which was why I was also so scared about playing against Green Bay. Totally, because I was like, oh no, this is also this is how yeah the team just as hot as you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if they win, I need you to walk me through like what you feel like your Matt Ryan emotions are going to be, like the five stages of Matt Ryan. <laughs> what's going to happen if they do win? If they do win, like I, 
I've I've never I've I've never teared up with like a like a, with a sports win before, and I just know I'm just gonna lose it, and I'm gonna be around other people that are losing it. Um, I. I, one of the videos that I taped for yes. uh, <laughs> for the Ringer was me going through six years of mean tweets that I'd done about Matt Ryan <laughs> and apologizing. And I think I think probably for the next six months, if we win, I'm just going to say nice things. I'm like, hey, just I, like a tweet a day. Yeah, just like just start like, your morning. It's like I hope Matt Ryan had a great breakfast today. He deserves it because he's my fearless leader, Matt Ryan. <laughs> you know. I, uh, I, I, but again, it's like I just don't know what to expect myself to turn into like like will I become like a just a horrible person if we win do I do I turn to someone who's just like oh no no like don't don't even look at me in the eyes like I want a Super Bowl like all Seahawks fans now <laughs> like yeah basically <laughs> basically Seahawks fans like keep me in check it's like well I know what I won't allow myself to turn into uh, so like at least I have that side of the coin but I'm just like that that's why I wanted to be in Atlanta because yeah. you know that 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 idea of like winning the Super Bowl and it's like I won the Super Bowl. I'm in Houston. Yeah, exactly. What? There's no way you'd want that. Like that just seems like yeah. I I, I support your decision. I best of luck, buddy. I I hope the best for you. I want this to happen for your sake more than anything else. Amazing. I, that means a lot. I uh, you know, some 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 fan bases don't like the idea of fair weather fans from other places. I love the fact that like Falcons fans are like, yo, we will we will take every other franchise's fan for there, one there's day. There's so much it's room amazing. on here. It's amazing. Just like the water has never been more like 72 degrees and, and it's like shower <laughs> water. It, it's so warm. People are like, yo, I just hate the Pats. I'm a Bengals fan. I'm like, yo, you're a Falcons fan until Sunday night. And they're like, yeah, go Falcons. Oh, I, God. I, I can't think of another time that this has happened like this. Yeah. Like everyone is just like, you're either a Pats fan or it's the perfect opponent. It's the perfect opponent. Like there is no, there is no organic rivalry. Yep. It's just like some people, like some people, like you have the people from Atlanta, you have some people that like the Hawks and you have a ton of people that hate the Pats and all three of those people want this (laughs) to win. It's a lot of people. It's great. Uh, It's amazing. I feel like, I feel like we got America on our side. All right, bud. Thank you for doing this. Thanks. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll enjoy our next couple of days in Houston and enjoy Atlanta. It's going to be great. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, bud. All right, before we get to Will, let's hear from a couple of our sponsors. No team goes into the season without a game plan. If they did, game day highlights would be nothing more than a football follies compilation. And while follies are hilarious, Buffalo Wild Wings knows fans prefer the taste of glory on game day. The kind of glory that comes with having 21 signature sauces and seasonings to choose from, or a great lineup of cold and refreshing beers on tap, or a collection of wall-to-wall flat screens so big it would make your head spin. We cover all those details so they add up to the kind of game day experience fans can appreciate. And we do it because we appreciate fans. So win or lose, if you're a fan, you still win at having the best game day atmosphere there is. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. We do it for you because you're a football fan. We're also sponsored by Simply Safe. I think we can all agree that keeping our home safe is an extremely high priority, but it shouldn't come at the expense of signing your life away in a confusing long-term contract. Thankfully, there's a smarter way to protect your home. Simply Safe Home Security. These are the guys I trust. With Simply Safe, there's no annual contracts and no middlemen. You get superior protection for less than half of what traditional companies charge. Built by a Harvard-educated engineer to make you safer, Simply Safe provides professional monitoring with police dispatch so your home is safe around the clock. Plus, it's wireless and portable with a cellular connection built in so there are no lines that can be cut by potential intruders. 
Best of all, with Simply Safe, 24/7 protection is just 15 bucks a month, almost a third of what other places charge. It's unbeatable protection, a great value, and there are no contracts. So protect your home the smart way. Visit simplysafe.com/ringer. That's S I M P L I S A F E.com/ringer to get 10% off your system today. Go now. That's simplysafe.com/ringer. And we're welcome now by Will Brinson of CBS Sports. How you doing, buddy? Good. Uh, lo- first time appearance. Yes. Long time listener. I appreciate that. Yeah. I-, I think you know that I do. I told um, I told Kevin and like I feel like you guys are uh, improving. Well, the quality is always good because you guys are smart and you know football. Well, I, that's very nice. But like of you. I feel like tech- like you guys have like made the leap techno- techno- with technology. I feel like it's a, a well crafted. I said like I listen to I, like I do. I don't want to name drop other podcasts. You're good, man. But I feel like I do around the NFL. Yep. Um, Damashek, you guys, and um, uh, uh, pardon my take, yep. like, but like, that's what I don't listen to radio anymore. I just do the podcast, and it's pleasurable to have an intellectual uh, conversation about football. We, we're trying, and yeah. uh, it's been fun. I think that the season, as it's going on, we, you know, you figure things out. It's been really fun to work with both those guys. Season one is always going to be tough. I think that, you know, you getting used to new people recording. It's yeah. just, there's always a process that goes with it. I've loved it. And I'm, I think it's been a fun year. Let me, here's the best way to say it. I feel like that when you and Kevin are talking that you're in the same room. That's great. That, that's, that's, that's the, the best, best compliment, compliment you can give me. Yeah. So, okay. I want to talk a little kind of more about the game than I talked with Rem. That was all Falcons, like emotions sure. and everything else. So what is the thing just about these two teams about Sunday that interests you most? I think the... I think I think the idea. Well, first of all, there's there's nothing interesting about this game. I mean, there there is from a football perspective, there's yes. a ton of it. But like this has been, I think this is my seventh Super Bowl, and this is by far and away the least energetic lead up to a to a game. Sure. I mean, like you have been. I don't. I got here Wednesday, but Radio Row has been quiet. Yes. And for the most part, you haven't heard anybody say anything. You know, like the biggest dust up was. You know, the Goodell press conference and yep. people being asked and, and transcripts allegedly being scrubbed by intern by an army of interns, which is a ridiculous conspiracy. <laughs> I think from a football perspective, what I want to see is which one of these teams is closer because the only offensive number the only team the only number one offensive scoring team to ever beat a number one defensive scoring team in the Super Bowl was the 49ers when they when they bludgeoned the Broncos 55-10. Yep. XLIX or something like that. And in theory, the number one defensive team for Bill Belichick with two weeks to prepare should shut down any offense. But if you go and look at DVOA, they're like six, the Patriots are like 16th on defense. They haven't played anything remotely like this. Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson once who they lost to, Tyrod Taylor twice, and and uh, Tannehill twice. Those are the best quarterbacks they've yeah. played. And so I think it's – and this team – and I'm not trying to like say that Bill Belichick – hasn't crafted a good defense or Matt Patricia hadn't done a good job, but I think that they're a little bit, they're not, they're just in the 2013 Seahawks. No. Don't we agree agree on that? It isn't. And I think that we're going to, this is the biggest challenge they face. And if you look at that Seattle game, I think it's telling in a couple different ways. One, that's a zone running team in the similar way that the Falcons are. It's not the same offense, but you have similar movements. It's the type of stuff that they're going to have to deal with on Sunday. And the Seahawks moved the ball okay. They didn't gash them, but they moved it consistently. And two, I feel like C.J. Precise is one of the only guys they played all season that can threaten them in a way both of these guys are going to. And he had a nice day. Explosive receiver out of the backfield. Just a guy who can do a little bit of everything. And that Seahawks team moved the ball with pretty terrifying ease. And that Seahawks offense has not been consistent all season. So you go from that 
And maybe it's a blip. You know, maybe that's their version of the Eagles game for Atlanta. But you still, one of the only decent offenses they played really did what they wanted to against them. And the thing, too, is that Seattle, so the, I'm, I'm concerned. I, I've got the, I don't want to. Like give away the thing. I, I think the I like the Falcons. I, I picked them all week, so I, I picked them. I picked them to win the Super Bowl before the playoffs. Um, I picked them to go, and since wavered on it about seven times. So I don't think I can actually the, own who it. You have on the other side, New England. Okay, I had New okay, England. Yeah, 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 yeah New yeah, England. Yeah, Atlanta yeah. was my Super Bowl when we did like a video beforehand. Right, but right. I hemmed and hawed because of Rogers, like. 14 times between well, them, you, so I don't right. think I can well, own you've, it. You've had your dreams haunted by Rogers for yeah, a not, lifetime, yeah, of so you're, I mean, of course, you you're petrified of him. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just think that we're I, – I, I think that people are looking at the Seahawks and the Packers games for the Falcons and saying, oh, the Seahawks and Packers were overrated. I don't think that's the case. I think Atlanta is underrated. on an NFL team? Like, it doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. Casually. Yes. And they've scored Very eight straight easily. times on opening drives. That was the big like, – that's going to be the tester for me because if Kyle Shanahan can – can scheme up something and Matt Ryan can execute it coming out of the gates against Bill Belichick with two weeks to prepare, then you know that this offense is for real. It'd be a very calming factor for them early. I, I, I think, think so completely. Yeah. And unlike Pittsburgh's deal when they took away Brown by double teaming Brown, right? Yes. They have to throw to Kobe Hamilton. Yep. Say that out loud. Yeah, you know, that's like, not a real thing here. Yeah. Kobe Hamilton or Sammy Coates with two fingers. And see, yeah, but Sammy Coates lives with two fingers. Yes. Like that's, yeah. Like, he's, he's been dropping those balls that he dropped against New England his entire career. Yeah, at before Auburn. he had his fingers yeah. broken. Yeah. When he had 10 fingers, that yeah. was a problem. So I totally agree. And that's the thing is when you look at the teams that have struggled in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, they were good offenses. Talk about this with Rem a little bit. The 2013 Broncos, they weren't this gash you in 100 ways offense. Peyton, they were Peyton Manning his and his just owning everything. Yep. So if you cut off the head of the snake there, you're fine. With this team, if you take away, I mean, if they crush Ryan, if they really get pressure on him, it's over anyway. That's different. But it's, if you look at just what you can take away, I just don't think there's been this diverse, this varied of an offense at this stage where you can say, oh, well, good offenses don't play well when you have two weeks to prepare. Right. There's just so much to prepare for. I'm not sure that two weeks is even enough. I, um, I'll credit her because she said it. It was a good uh, comparison. I thought Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network uh-huh. does analytics we did an interview with her this week and she pointed out that the Falcons are not like the Warriors in the, in the NBA. They're like the Spurs. Yes. They're, they are, they're a high flying, high scoring offense, but they're hyper efficient. Incredible. And that's the thing. And I don't know that if the plan is to take away Julio Jones, that that's going to work. Yeah. Like, I don't think that you can double him the way that Kyle Shanahan moves him and the way that he plays physically the same way you can double Antonio Brown. That's not a criticism of Antonio Brown. It's just physically Julio Jones is in a different stratosphere than any other receiver in the NFL. Yeah. And it's the, the way they move him. You're right. I mean, yeah. the sense that if he can play inside, he can play outside. They do a lot of good things where they'll stack people. If you play man to give him some fir- some room, that's what they do. They put their guys in the positions to succeed. And I think that if you take away Julio, we talk about Sanu and Gabriel and everything else. But what I'm looking for on both sides is how their both teams are going to run the ball. Yeah. Like this is a Brady, you know, this is a Brady Matt Ryan sort of. That's the headliner, right? But I think that both sides, how they're both run the ball, is going to be a huge factor because with Atlanta, I almost guarantee you that New England's going to play two high safeties. Right. Because they're going to say, if we're going to take away Julio, we're not going to let Gabriel beat us on the other side. Right. And if you do that, you have to run the ball into that. And I also think there's a version of this game, which I wrote about today, that New England just says, we're going to bring two the tight ends game. in, we're going to have Devlin come in, and we're just going to destroy you. That's the game. That is the game. And I've been, I've been saying this all week, so I agree 100% with you. That's the game, if I'm picking the Falcons, that I'm terrified of. Yes. Because, but you know what's weird? The over-under in Vegas for LeGarrette Blount's rushing yards, what would you guess it is? 
60. Right on it, 57 and a half. Yeah. But that's kind of low. I mean, like he's not like he's obviously not a big play guy. It's tough just because you don't know who they're going to give it to. I think when I say I think it could be the blunt game, it could just as easily be the Deion Lewis game. True, true. Because it's not as if Lewis is this scat back they use in shotgun. No, no. They'll line him up and plow him the same way you use blunt. So, and, he, and he runs well between the tackles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that we're going to see a good combination of those two that's, guys. That's true. That's I true. could see Lewis early and then they just bring in Blount to be the closer later. Well, and go back to that, the scripting from Shanahan yeah. early on. I think Atlanta, that's, Atlanta can't get down. Yes. Because even though they can score in bunches and they can come back if they need to. You don't want them to Linda Wingo to be able to bleed the game. Matt Ryan just chunking it off his back foot is a nightmare and yeah. LeGarrette Blunt will will they'll they'll eat up yards and it will take Atlanta out of their element. Yes. Which is these these methodical drives and then take shots with the play action yeah. and you beat people deep that way and and feed and like I mean that's the other concern too. The Patriots, the defense, we can talk about being overrated, but it's been don't break. Yes. Well, can Atlanta break it? Yeah. And if they get in the red zone, I think Atlanta need, almost needs to score outside of the red zone. That's their biggest issue. And if you look at Atlanta's offense, you know, they're number one in points per drive, number one in points per game, all these things, all these metrics where is this the best offense in the league? They're like ninth or 10th in red zone touchdown percentage, yep. which seems, okay, they're still in the top 10. That's really good. But if we're trying to poke holes in the best offense in football, that's the type of stuff you need to find. If you're looking at a team that might be at least have an argument, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd put them there, but if they win the Super Bowl and they hang 30 on Belichick, they're in the discussion for greatest offense. offense of all time. Yeah, yeah I sure. agree. And it's just, that's what we're seeing now. And what they did against Seattle and Green Bay, again, bad defenses, but it's the playoffs. Like, those are real NFL players they, on the other side, still, and they're running over them. They outcoached and out-executed Pete Carroll and the Seahawks defense. Yes. I mean, I know Earl Thomas in there. That's a big deal. It, it was a walkover. I mean, they did anything they wanted to then. Because with that first drive from Seattle, uh, it was, oh, whoa, like, this yep. is going to be a game. And gonna be a shootout, the yeah. answer back was, it's over. It's they're over. They're very, very confident in what they're able to do. They are. And I think that as much as I feel myself doing this every time. The Falcons are exciting. The Falcons are new. The Falcons are the conversation we've never had. Yeah. And I just would not be at all surprised if we get there on Sunday and it's a 31-17 finish and Belichick has the trophy again. Because the only reason, Mays, I don't think that it's going to happen. I like, I like, I have no idea. And yes. that's the beauty of this game. It's yes. like, it could, it could, the Falcons could blow out the Patriots. Yep. That could happen. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. I said the thing I wrote today. I said I wrote the four versions of the game because I literally think any of them could happen. Right, right, right. And... I, I, you look at it, you're like, okay, it's a bad matchup from a team perspective for the Falcons because of what the Patriots do. It's a bad matchup because Bill Belichick has two weeks to prepare. Yes. Um, you know, it's a nightmare because Tom Brady's on the other side and you can't stop Tom he's Brady. he's playing really well. Like, he's just not Tom Brady. He's just not a dude in the 12 jersey. He's engulfed in flames right now. He's the greatest quarterback of all time playing at his peak at age 39 yeah, with a chip on his shoulder because the commissioner suspended him uh, for four yeah, games so to start true. the season. I really haven't given that enough credence. I'll be honest. I haven't thought about it enough, but I've been okay, thinking about it. Let me ask game. you this. All right, so, and this gets outside of the X's and O's realm, but Brady twice this week has gotten sort of emotional. Yeah. Is that a good or like I'm you don't oh, I want, think it's terrifying. I, if it's you're, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's terrifying. It's, if you're in Atlanta and like you see him in that mode, like, he, oh, he got, I don't want he that. He got choked up when a little kid asked him a yeah. question about his hero yeah. at Media Day. That that screams, I'm going to uncork everything in my soul yeah. on you come Sunday. And like, is the idea that his mom is sick, like I don't mean to make light of that. That's a real thing. And right. I assume that if there's anybody that's going to channel that in a way that probably works for him, it's Tom Brady. And so. by the way, that's probably why he shouted out his mom after exactly. the AFC yeah, Championship. Yeah, of course. I, I, I mean, no, I think that's what the great ones do. Yeah. Is they take these, like, if my mom was sick, I would not be here. Yeah. I would be crying at my house. Totally. You know, and Tom Brady's 
doing what he's got to do because you have to do your job. That's what yes. the Patriots do, and he's channeling it. Yeah. On the other side, though, I can't help but think that Matt Ryan, in a very, very quiet way, and he, as he should, feels totally disrespected. I, I think he loves this. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I think that he's enjoyed this season in a way that he hasn't talked about, he hasn't really shown. But I, the, I believe that a part of him is really relishing what this year has been. It because they tried to run him out of town. Like, yeah. Nobody wanted him anymore, and now he's going to be the MVP of the league tomorrow. He, I went on a video with NFL.com before the season and pointed out that he was probably the fourth best quarterback in his division, and that wasn't inaccurate for last year. It wasn't wrong in that moment. Right, yeah. and obviously it's not. They true. led the league in red zone turnovers last year. And like, that's looks, just something it, you cannot do. They wanted him out of town. He had a reputation as a guy who couldn't win a playoff game, which is, as we know, the dumbest narrative in sports. Aaron Rodgers had it before 2011. Yeah, he's and, okay too. Yeah, he's pretty good. And he's executing flawlessly. Like, is he is he Brady? No. Yeah. Is he Rodgers? No. But he's a really good quarterback who's succeeded. Like, he took BC to an ACC championship game. Like, he can play. Yeah. I, I find all of that fascinating. Just the Brady Belichick, or the Brady Ryan thing, and also the coaching side of it. I feel like there's a lot, going to be a lot that needs to be said if Atlanta does the right thing here. First of all, with Shanahan, I can't remember something like this where it's, we, I've talked about with Kevin before, this kind of shooting star element to their offense where this is it. This yeah. is, we got, we got two years of Shanahan, but really it was this year would all coalesce. Yeah. This is it. We got one season of this brilliance, and now we get to see them try it one more time against Bill Belichick. Before, like, is there anything you could ask for? No, but before he goes off and like, tries to do it in San Francisco yeah. with no quarterback. Yep. It's terrifying. And, and I think... I think it's underrated that Dan Quinn was in the exact same position as Shanahan two years ago yep. when they played the Seahawks because he can provide him advice. Totally. And, and he says that he has. I mean, yeah, they've, sure. they've talked about it. And, and he understands, look, you, dude, you've got to take your shot. You, you know, you don't only get a couple shots at this. If you think you have a good opportunity, take it. And I don't, so I don't think, I'm not worried that that's going to disrupt the Falcons. I don't all. think so either. And yeah. I feel like with Quinn too, we think of him as the Seattle 4-3, cover three defensive coach. They've done so much interesting stuff over the last yeah. two weeks. He is willing to be malleable and say, I can tr I'm gonna try different things if it means blending to the matchups that we're in right now. And I think you're gonna see that again. I think they're gonna be really creative on offense and defense. I think you're gonna see some stuff from Atlanta that you, we haven't seen all season, just in terms of a small wrinkle here and there. I think New England has we're enough faith in what they are. Pass, right? I, Danny Kelly picked him as his long shot MVP because like he it. thought he'd catch one and throw I like one. It. I loved it. I like it. If you're making choices based on wide receiver touchdown passes, you know you're having fun. By the way, you'll appreciate this. I once placed a hypothetical wager on Devin Hester to win Super Bowl MVP, and I thought it was going to pay I, off after the opening kick. I know that, I know that it, but I feel like as a Devin Hester enthusiast, you would appreciate I, that. I really love that. I thought about that moment yesterday. I missed the Prince halftime show because I was sulking in my room. I mean, it was just a rough day for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it was tough. He, but Hester um, played at Miami, right? Obviously. Yep. The NC State, uh, I will never forget this moment as long as I live either. He played, Miami came to town. First time game day had ever come to NC State in Raleigh. Night game, crowd is inebriated, like beyond belief, <laughs> so loud, just a, a, a crap ton of rednecks, just drunk off I love their it. asses, I love it. ready for this NC State team to make its mark publicly. Hester, kick, kick yeah. return to the house it's, over it's the game, crushing. and beat us by like 50. It's yeah. amazing. I, he has been a part of so many of my favorite football moments ever. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he returned the punt and the Monday night game against Arizona, like that's yeah, how they yeah, did yeah. it. It was the perfect distillation of a Chicago Bears team. Urlacher strips the ball, Tillman returns it, throws it in this, or Mike Brown throws it in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everything you could ever want. And obviously he was a part of it. Like Devin Hester's my favorite part of my football life. He's a Hall of Famer, right? I would 100% think so. I think if you're the best ever at what you do, you belong in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like I don't get the argument that 
Calvin Johnson isn't a Hall of Famer. Like, well, that's he, just insane. But, 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 but like, I mean, he was he was the best yes. for a stretch. Yes. If, also, you, if you're the best wide receiver in the league for five years, which he was, yeah. if it's for two, I get it. Right. Like, I don't know if James Harrison is a Hall of Famer. Mm, yeah, but I think yeah, yeah. that if you are the best at what you do for extended stretch for five, six seasons, like Devin Hester was, like Calvin Johnson was, like even Patrick Willis was, yeah. to me, you belong in there. Yeah, I'm with you. Willis is, Willis is a very interesting He'll case. He'll be a really interesting case. Yeah. Hester, I think Hester should go and I agree on um, Megatron. Megatron is a no-brainer to me. I totally agree. People are weird. They, no, no people offense, are weird. I like, are I, like, I like the Hall of Fame voters. They're very nice, and but they're weird. All right, buddy. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, this yeah great. for sure, man. Um, it's going to be a great game. I'm very much looking forward to it, and uh, we'll talk down the road. Sounds good. All right. All right. That's it. That's all we got. Thank you to Will. Thank you to Rembert. Thank you guys to everyone for listening all season. The Super Bowl is here. I hope you enjoy the game. It is a football nerd. I could not ask for anything more. Kevin and I will be back on Monday to give you our recap of what went down at NRG Stadium on Sunday night. So again, enjoy the game. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you guys later.